Welcome to our next episode of Fandom Family Chats. This is a production of Family Fan Clubs on Facebook. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find us all over social media under Fandom Family Chats. Look us up, get dialed in, get plugged in, and get ready to listen to some crazy people talk crazy stuff. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Fandom Family Chats. I'm Shelby. I'm Eve. I'm Tiffany. And tonight we're talking about 911 and 911 Lone Star. So let's start off with the OG 911. We're on season five, episode 12. Um, so we started off this week with a flashback of Maddie after having her daughter. She fell asleep while her daughter was in the tub and um unknowingly it was it turned out to be a medical condition causing all of her issues this was a really emotional episode it was i was so happy to see maddie again because i am in love with her but mm-hmm. i'm really glad they did it because you know postpartum is rarely done on tv and even when it is it's rarely done right Mm-hmm. And I feel like they did a really good job of it. Yeah, I um, I felt really bad for her, especially because she was so hard on herself. And like it finding out that it was a medical condition that probably could have been solved like way sooner than what it was. Like, I don't know. That was just sad to me. I'm glad that that postpartum depression is getting recognized, though. Because, yeah. I mean, it it happens way more often than you think most people I know that have children have gone through it at you know some severity or another hers was pretty severe with her depression I mean having a kid messes you up like I mean I know like it's a joyful thing like nothing wrong with it not you know not coming at anyone who has kids because I sure don't but I know, like, it, it can mess you up for the long haul. Um, yeah, you're, you're physically, emotionally, mentally drained after having a baby. So In every which way a human could possibly be drained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, I was at the edge of my seat, like, because Chim was, like, literally, like, tiptoeing around her. Like, I was just waiting for them to run into each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, every time... Every time Maddie would go outside, I'm like, this is it. This is when they're going to meet up. This is it. This is when they're going to meet up. And like, it took so long. Like, it was like pretty much like the whole episode. It took them to actually like finally connect or whatever. But the way that they did connect, I was so glad. I was kind of worried that like, like, I know that Chim was saying that he wasn't mad at her and stuff. And that, you know, he was just happy that she's safe, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I was really worried that, like, when they actually saw each other, like, those feelings would come rushing in and he would be mad. But I think he handled it pretty good. He did. He did, yeah. Because he realized, I mean, after seeing her, you know, seeing her daughter for the first time again, just the way she reacted, immediately breaking down because she realized how big she is and how much she actually missed being gone he never put that into perspective there we go (laughs) yeah and her um her the suicide attempt in the ocean too that was that was really really dramatic 
Yeah. Well, not that's not the word, but I was just like, I was surprised that she, because like Maddie always seemed like she was so together. Like that's not something that I would ever think that she would attempt. Yeah, the depression can get really bad sometimes. And it comes when you don't expect it. Like people who seem to have it all together and they're just doing just great. I mean, internally they're struggling big time. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. it's sad that she went through all that. And I, I mean, see why even, she was scared though. I mean, after falling asleep with and your child sleeping under the water, that would have terrified me too. Yeah. That would be hard to bounce back from. Especially if you already are going through postpartum. I mean, now it's exponentially more terrifying. She's just going to have the fear always in her mind that it could happen again. It could be worse next time. I think for me, like the, um, the one thing was, you know, like the hormone therapy, you know, she was going to talk therapy and everything too. But the fact that like all she had to do was kind of take the meds and it seemed like she pretty much got back to normal. I mean, I think it took some time because of her, how her mental state was, but health wise, I mean, it wasn't that big of a health crisis, if that makes sense. It was more, a lot more mental. Um, She was, you know, she was just scared. She didn't trust herself with her daughter alone. Which I get. I mean, I, I would have been terrified to be alone with my child after that, too. Yeah. She just wanted to make sure she was right in her mind before going back, I guess. Yeah. And I'm I glad guess she her... got the help, though. I mean, she knew she immediately knew that what she was doing was not the right choice. And she thought about Chim and she thought about her daughter. And she went to the, you know, the clinic immediately to get help, which That's very, what I, you know, you don't see that very often, a lot of times, a lot of times you, you have to be forced to go. That's what I loved about this whole thing was that Maddie knew pretty early on that she needed help because they did a postpartum storyline on, um, on Nashville, but in that case, um, the mom, like she didn't go, she didn't get any kind of treatment until things hit rock bottom, essentially. So it was nice to not have to watch Maddie hit rock bottom in order for her to finally get therapy and get the help she needed. Yeah. And I do think that the emails from Chim with like the videos and stuff was helping to get her through things too. Cause I do think like, I felt so bad for her when she finally did reunite with them and like then the guilt kind of set in that she missed so much of the baby's life but like in reality like yes a lot happens in that six months or whatever time period it was but now that Maddie's okay now she can be there for the long haul for the rest of her life. Is it, yes, she did miss a lot of milestones, and that's going to sit with her for a little while, but that's not the end of the milestone. She still has, like, G still has so many more milestones to hit for Maddie to experience, so. Um, what did you guys think about Kira, Maddie's friend? I didn't trust her at first. Mm-mm. I didn't either. I didn't either. And then it got to a point where I was like, okay, I can see that she's good for Maddie. This is good. And then 
her friend relapsed and I was like why is she acting like such a word that Maureen will not appreciate um <laughs> yeah I was like why is she acting so terrible all of a sudden and then we found out that she relapsed and I was like ah got it um, what I didn't understand though, okay, and maybe this is just my lack of knowledge, but anyway, was she going through the postpartum stuff too? Because like the group that Maddie was in wasn't like, wasn't AA or anything like that. So did she have the mental stuff going on along with the alcoholism stuff? I was confused about that also because it seemed like her struggles were a slightly different like she was separated from her son but because of her addiction issues yeah I mean she didn't say her son was like a new baby or anything I mean it it was brought up that her um like if she ever wants to see her son again like she needs to get better or um like that but so I assumed maybe he was with his dad but yeah I'm not sure. Now I'm not sure what the group was for exactly. She and Maddie had two pretty different mental health issues going on. It could have just been a women's group, I guess. Yeah, because it was from the women's clinic. Mm. So just like a bunch of women like getting together and doing like a group therapy type of thing. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Okay, that makes more sense. I was I was kind of confused by that. Because I think when, because Maddie was actually in an institution for a little bit, wasn't she? Or like in a hospital or something when she was actually doing her treatments. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. It was some sort of clinic, an inpatient clinic. Um, Because then she met Kira outside, like once she was outpatient. Yeah, Yeah, once she was released because they found out it was a medical condition causing her issues. Okay. What was it, a thyroid thyroid issue yeah they called it Mm -hmm. thyroid they had some kind of fancy doctor name for it but all I heard was thyroid I was like thyroid I know what that is (laughs) I know that word (laughs) and then I think Maddie kind of panicked when she saw the missing signs like I thought that that would make so like for me if it was me I feel like that would make me feel better like okay he's not mad at me like he's actually looking for me someone actually cares but she seemed to spiral a little bit and you know I wonder if maybe she was just ashamed of the place that like the headspace that she was in and she was afraid that Chim would see her that way yeah not it also could be that Kira was with her at the time and she knew that, that she hadn't been completely honest with her. Oh, yeah, because she'd been telling Kira that, um, you know, he probably hates me. Mm-hmm. He was probably pissed at me. He hates me. It's like, oh, whoops, never mind. He, he doesn't hate me. <laughs> and the other thing is, too, she, I mean, before Chim, she was in a very abusive relationship. And I think that that messes with you too. Like, even though she knows that Chim's a good dude and like he would never do any of that stuff that I don't remember what his name is did, but um, in the back of her, in the back of her head, she might be like, well, what's going to happen when I get home type of thing. Yeah. I mean, that abuse sticks with you for a long, 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 long time. So 
did anyone else so speaking of the chim the poster that chim put up in the hospital oh my gosh the only thing more sad than maddie's struggle was watching chim try to track down maddie i was like oh my gosh the poor guy is just waiting outside that clinic all day every day is that that's the impression i got i got the impression that he and g were just parked outside that clinic every single day like all day it's like that's a really exhausting day yes <laughs> sitting out really sad he was he was very desperate to find her which i think i don't know i think in a way maddie needed that because of her past and stuff like she sees that someone actually cares about her and is in it for the long haul but I'm sure it was exhausting for Chim I mean especially it seemed like G wasn't sleeping that good and you know a new city new place because they traveled a a far away so I'm sure that there's a time difference which probably affects babies too and how long was Chim in Boston looking for Maddie like how long had it been since he like set foot in Boston because, I mean, he already had a volunteer position there. He had a volunteer. So he had to have been there a, a while, right? And, yeah, and he was staying at his um, his friend's place, his mentor. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it was. But I couldn't really get any kind of hint as to how long he'd been in Boston. Yeah, the only thing, the only, like, time frame kind of thing that you could kind of get is that he told him that at the beginning, he told him that the only problem with him being in that like little apartment thing is he couldn't be there in the summer for like baseball or whatever sport he wanted to watch. And then they met each other at the St. Patrick's Day Parade. So it was sometime in March that he found her, but we don't know when he actually got there, got there. Mm-mm. Yeah, because I mean, they just kept showing him multiple days sitting outside the clinic I mean he could have been doing that every day for like four months we'd have no idea yeah that's what I'm thinking was he doing that every day for four months or was it more just like you know maybe four to six weeks because four months I mean that makes me really really sad yeah well he went there when Buck heard the bell right Mm -hmm. I thought that was a pretty gutsy move to go all the way to Boston based on that hunch because I I was actually pretty sure when back when you know before the break I was pretty certain that you know it was a mislead that she wouldn't actually be there but you know this is tv so it all worked out (laughs) yeah but I mean I don't know like how many church bells are there around that you could hear like how does he know that that's the church right? bell that it is yeah. yeah did I miss did I miss a detail because how did Buck figure out that she's in Boston just based on that church bell because that sounds like a very generic bell it did it did to me <laughs> it did to me too the only thing that may have um made him think of it is it sounded like Maddie did like her residency there like she was living there for a while so maybe he recognized it from when he was live from when she was living there because they've been close for a while but still a church bell is a dead church bell like 
it's not like it was like a special like song or you know what I mean like I could understand it if it was like a certain song that played or I don't know like even something that was like make it stand out but it was just a church bell I don't understand how he knew that that's what it was maybe the hospital was near a church or something and he remembered that from her residency from you know her residency and whatnot but still I mean that's a really big jump mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, I actually was thought Buck was misleading Chim on purpose at first. <laughs> like maybe he actually knew full well like where she was, and he was just like, "Okay, dude, just get away from us and go to Boston." I mean, I'm glad Chim took the chance. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't. I think it would have been a quite a while before she came back on her own without running into him there. I wonder if she would have been willing to come back on her own. If she would, it would be a while, a long while, because I don't think until she actually saw her daughter in person that it really clicked in her mind that what she was doing was not the right choice anymore for her. She was better and she could trust herself with her daughter. Yeah, it. I think it took seeing him to like really trigger that. Yep, definitely. But I absolutely love them as a couple. I mean, to me, they're like a power couple. I really hope that they can come back from this and they'll be okay. I really like their talk on the the bench, I think it was, when they, you know, they're like, no more lies, no more secrets, full honesty from here on out. I like that. I have high hopes for them as a couple because Jim was a rock star. Like, he wasn't pushing her at all like he wasn't even saying okay you're packing up you're coming home with me I need an explanation he seemed willing to give her space if that's really what she wanted so hopefully they're going to get through it and come out stronger on the end which I'm sure that was hard for him to you know push that down because I'm sure I mean I know if it was me, I'd, I'd, want, I'd want to be like, listen, this is what you're doing, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So I'm sure it was hard for him to, you know, let her have the reins and be like, well, I mean, it, he might have he thought, too, that if he, if he was too forceful with her, he might push her away. Mm-hmm. And he even physically stayed away for a little bit. Like, he sat outside and waited for her to come out like he knew that she was in there and he just sat outside and waited for her to come out I was like that it just took a it must have taken a lot for him to just sit mm-hmm. and wait yeah. for her to come to him yeah I mean all that waiting between you figure from the start when he's sitting at the clinic and well even before he even went to Boston you know he didn't know where she was or anything and then waiting to figure out where she was then he made the trip to Boston which from LA is like across the country and then you know trying to figure out where she was then when she when he got the tip about the women's clinic sitting out front of the women's clinic for who knows how long like it was a lot of waiting on his part which I'm sure was frustrating but also I'm sure a part of him was just like okay well I know exactly where she is now and I've seen her and she's okay. So I can sit here and wait for her. I can do that. 
I don't like that, to wait, so I wouldn't be able to do that, but good for him. At that point, like, what's another hour or whatever, however long it was? I really liked the guy with the axe in his head. <laughs> <laughs> At the St. Patrick's Day thing. That was a neat case. I Yeah, I saw he had, that. He like, sitting this... up doing impressions on his chest. I'm like, how is that working? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, of course this happens at a St. Patrick's Day parade. This seems typical. <laughs> I was so stressed out during I'm... that whole parade thing because, like, he was here. She, like, she literally looked yeah. across the street and there Chim was, but she didn't see him. I'm like, mm-hmm. they need to stop this. I'm so stressed out. <laughs> you know, it was like that with Outer Banks when, when John yeah. B. and Sarah and the other ones were there and like they were like they kept like just missing each other and like the whole time I'm like how don't you see each other type of thing and at like, one point you just want to yell you stay put they're gonna yeah. come find it literally like I don't know like that keeps me on the edge of the seat like more than what like horror movies and stuff does I don't know like I guess I'm weird but no it's, it's- just like the fact that they kept like missing each other and you know the writers did that on purpose to you know build up to build it all up but I was like this is just cruel they need to stop this I like the look on both their faces when they did finally see each other like they saw each other and then they jumped right back into the guy with the knacks in his head yep and poor Kira with her um her she relapsed hard like she it was bad it wasn't just like one or two drinks she was completely gone and she was aspirating she seemed like she was gonna be you know focusing on getting her son back and getting herself clean and healthy in the end so mm-hmm. hopefully she will it was funny though because when she called um when maddie called the paramedics i was like okay this has to be when they all meet up like it has to be like if it wasn't i would have been so mad yes in i would have when she called her mama Oh, I was like, remembered oh, her. That is so perfect. Yeah, Maddie sang her the song that she used to sing to her when she was born, and she actually remembered it and called her mama. That was the sweetest moment. I started crying, of course. And then Maddie decided it's time to go home. I'm curious to see what it's going to be like when they get back home. Yeah, I, I mean, really Bobby said that the- Chim had his job, right? Yeah. They did also hire, what's his name? Monday. What the frick's his name? Jonah. <laughs> Jonah. Jonah. That's it. I can only think of Monday now. And they hired that girl too, Lady Buck. Yeah. Lucy. Lady Buck. <laughs> well, maybe they're about like to that. get rid of, maybe now they're about to get rid of Monday. Maybe. Jim. Shoot, I forgot. What was his name? You just Jonah. Jonah. Oh my God. But see, my thing is, I, I don't know. I mean, they're firefighters. Maybe they can have two extra people on or one extra person on or whatever. The more the merrier. We'll see. I did like the uh, suicide prevention information that they left at the end of the episode. I always like those when they do that. Yeah. The suicidepreventionlifeline.org and 1-800-273-8255. 24-7-HELP for anybody that needs it. Free and confidential. Suicide is not the answer, guys. Never is. In next week's episode, 
Well, not next week. It's not back for two weeks. April 11th. I know. I don't know. I guess, I guess Easter holiday. That's why they're taking a break, I guess. Well, I don't know why they need two weeks for it. Easter's not until the middle of April. It's not even then. What? Yeah, it's not until, yeah, Easter's not until the next week. Why are they taking a two-week break? No idea. Therophobia is what the next Ooh. week's episode is. It looks pretty interesting. Like, it looks like it's playing on a lot of major fears that people usually have. There was uh, May. She was trapped in the building. The dispatch building is on fire for some reason. So that's, that looks, you know, terrifying. That's scary. I wonder how that works with the with the dispatch being on fire and oh my gosh the guy that's covered in spiders wrapped oh. in spider webs Ew. no um yeah i might be skipping that part yeah yeah i'm gonna have to skip that too because i have a huge fear of spiders like i'm terrified of them yes me too so it'll be an interesting episode at least i was going to say fun but you know well, we have different ideas of fun, Eve. Jeanette, or <laughs> someone covered in annoying. spiders is not my idea of fun. Maybe it'll it's yours. It'll be interesting. Jeanette, or someone have to be on that can watch that part because none of us are going to be doing it. Sure, she doesn't have a fear of spiders. It's just birds she's afraid of, which I think is hilarious. So that was about all of Lonesar. Yeah, no. That's about all of 911. See, now I'm doing it. Now we can talk about Lone Star. This was a interesting episode. A lot went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, got a little bit of clarity on some people in this episode, too. <laughs> we were a little split here on Sadie, so... Some of us were right. Some of us were wrong. Jeanette and important Eve who's were right. It's very important to know who was right. And it was Eve and Jeanette who were absolutely right. <laughs> I even texted Jeanette in the group chat. I said, let's just say the two of us were finally right about something. And she said, oh, Sadie, I knew it. You knew right away exactly what you were talking about. I did not see it coming at all. So yeah, this was a shocking episode to me. I'm really hoping that this is the end of like all of the like winter storm like follow-up stuff. I wonder like, if was in the winter storm once. I forgot about that. I wonder if they were like this winter storm just left a bad taste in everyone's mouths. We need to do one final thing to get rid of it forever. <laughs> I hope it's done forever. But I really liked the opening scene with Catherine and Owen. <laughs> They're sitting with the detective. Listing off everyone that Owen's punched recently. <laughs> that was really funny. And he was like, you punched that guy? Oh no, it was a different guy. Wait, you punched a different guy? <laughs> they were guys, just listing I, off everybody. Deputy guys, chief, police sergeant, <laughs> random guy at a bar. I don't think I've ever even seen anyone get punched in like real life. Owen needs to be in Miss Marin's kindergarten class and learn to keep his hands to himself because... <laughs> He's having issues. Yeah, I'm going to sit him down and say, okay, listen here, mister. <laughs> this is not how we solve problems. In real life, you go to jail. I don't know how he's been, like, skating through all of this, to be honest. 
he's very charming and handsome he can charm anyone but he hit a cop at one point (laughs) well i didn't like that cop so (laughs) yeah we don't like the people that he hits so it's okay right (laughs) (laughs) the people that he hits are really mean people so it's okay but only because it's tv (laughs) right how did roy get out of prison like the judge just let him too i think he must know somebody on the inside he has to he has to because why would they let someone like that walk and then marjan like she was cracking me up with the he's a murdery murderer murder murderous murdery murderer and i was like (laughs) sitting there like laughing like dying laughing like it was so funny because i was like wow marjan that's quite a vocabulary you got there but then okay so this is shelby's soft side coming out then i felt bad for him because he wasn't even the one that was causing all the issues but i mean he's still not a he's, good guy <laughs> and he's still a murderer yeah he's still a murderous he did murderous, murder the guy to he's be still fair a murderous, murderous murderer <laughs> i mean yes he did not leave the uh pig in owen's bed but he did kill a guy in cold blood in front of marjan so to be fair he is still a murderous murderer <laughs> Yeah, but like they were they were seeking him out. like he's been out of jail for a month and they started seeking him out even though he wasn't doing anything to them. Like I know that they yeah. thought that he was, but he was it seemed like he was trying to get his life together or at least playing off that he was trying to get his life together. Yeah, maybe you know <laughs> making it look like he was trying to get his life together. He doesn't seem to care about anybody but himself, honestly. No, but he got the karma. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, the whole, the car exploding and I think being burned like that is probably like the worst. Yeah, that that's going to stick with you, uh, you know, forever. I, I loved the whole grocery store scene with Marjan and Paul. <laughs> Poor Paul, he was just like, God, someone make her stop. <laughs> uh, he's just standing there like, um, so this is happening. Okay. I'm not then- with this woman. <laughs> And then Owen, he's like, what part of leave him alone don't you understand? Apparently all of it. (laughs) Yeah, I would wager to say she didn't understand any of that. (laughs) She didn't seem too happy with his flyers that he wanted to put up around the station with Roy's face on it. Hey, he'd already gone in big trouble with Carlos's dad over punching everyone in town. So, I mean, he had good reason to just stick to flyers. This is true. What about Carlos and TK's detective work here? Like, I really, I feel like he should be upgraded to detective. Like, between what he did for Mm -hmm. Athena and now this, like, I'm wondering if it's, like, foreshadowing a little bit. He seems like he's following in his father's footsteps a little bit there with the uh, investigation work. He's really good at it, too. Yeah, he seems to be more into the whole detective work. Mm -hmm. Also, he'd be really good at it. He is really good at it. He is good at it. I mean, he saw... Sadie on that film he was watching right away mm-hmm. I love that scene I was waiting I, for something to happen I knew I knew that she drugged TK yeah. I could tell you could tell now, something was wrong 
yeah now with um with the carlo with carlos it was a little bit more subtle but like with tk i could tell when he said that the stuff was really spicy and like i knew that it was a place that they probably had gotten before this girl put something in his food but then when marjan like she came to the door and i was surprised especially when she she like stabbed marjan in the shoulder and marjan just like kept kept it rocking like what yeah, I was wondering what she was going to do because as soon as Marjan kept going and walking through the house, I'm like, okay, Sadie just disappeared. Where did she go? Yeah, I, I got really nervous. Ah. You okay? Yeah, okay. her knife. It was like, like, I didn't see it coming until she was just like, knife in the shoulder. And then, you know, you saw Marjan. Yeah, and just... then she was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> she it out. I was like, Marjan is a badass and I want to be her when I grow up she she um I don't know like I wasn't sure about her at first like at the very like beginning of like the whole entire series but I love her like she is amazing between the ice episodes where she like snuck up and you know she had her scarf in the car like trying to make the car blow up and she had a lot of like good ideas and then the fact that she just like she just pulled a knife out of her back and like pretty much saved TK and Carlos I was so nervous because like she walked into the apartment I was like why is she allowing her to walk into the apartment I know because something really really bad's about to happen but she just yanked it right out. I was like, that, that, that's a knife, like a literal knife, like in your back and you just took it out. And then poor TK, he's struggling so hard with his sobriety and stuff. And now he's back to day one and it's not even his fault. It's a psycho. That made me so mad. I was Mm -hmm. like, "Mm -mm." you said TK back in his sobriety. Mm-hmm. I think that made me matter than the fact that she actually like was the crazy person to be right. honest yeah that made that was the most maddening thing she did was setting him back in his sobriety and I mean she literally stabbed Marjan in the back but that's not the <laughs> one thing I'm most mad about yeah and then um so we found out that the cartel is the one that tried to set fire to that guy's car at first, I thought that maybe that was her, too, because she knew that that's where Owen and stuff was. Yeah, I did, too. I was, then I was like, why is she I was surprised. I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't like him either, but why are you blowing him up? <laughs> and then the fact that Owen saved him. I mean, I know that he's a firefighter and stuff, and, like, he probably feels obligated, but come on, dude. Like, let him die. Yeah, I probably would have just left him there. I know I would have. Okay, good. I don't feel so bad saying that then. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have. It's like, oh no, too bad. Oh, I darn, did. I have a restraining order. I can't get that close to you. Like, oh, I restraining order, too bad. So sad. Bye. <laughs> oh yeah, Roy showing up to the art show as soon as Owen said, if you see him, call the police. What are you doing? calling the police he's behind you (laughs) well then (laughs) that was quick he followed he followed them there right that wasn't just a coincidence Mm -hmm. because i was struggling okay so maybe this is me being dumb but i was struggling because they were like 
so he was leaving them alone at first then they were seeking him out but then he was kind of seeking them out so like I was kind of like getting confused as to who was doing what at what point if that makes sense that was his retaliation to Marjan showing up and getting him fired from his grocery store security job so like him showing up at the paint gallery or whatever was his revenge kind of yeah and it was lucky for Sadie that he did because she was pinning that on the fire that she started on him she is crazy pants she did a lot of crazy things like she went from zero to certifiably insane in like one episode i was like whoa like no i don't even just right into the crazy right like and i don't even get why because like she didn't even seem all that interested in owen is it just me? Did I miss something? Because she seems like so obsessed that this is fate that they're meant to be together at the end of this episode that she went through all the crazy. But yet just a couple weeks ago, she didn't even seem to like bat an eye at him. Yeah, they. she's the one that had the cabin up the snowstorm ones, right? Yeah. And I think he had a person. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, they flirted a little, but other than that, they Nothing seem very time. much they seem very much friend zoned. Yes. I guess just the fact that he found Catherine sent her over the edge. That's still crazy pants though. Over the edge. That's a bit of a <laughs> understatement. <laughs> but like um because like she kept saying, I knew he'd come for me. I knew he'd come for me. So like, I don't know if like she has a superhero complex turn on type of thing. Because he's like a firefighter, like superhero complex type of thing. Like she's turned on by that or what her problem was. But like she, like the fact that she kept coming back to the fact that she thought that he would come back for her. That's what kind of made me think that maybe that's what got her rocks off basically. She Which was just weird. Kind of the crazy. I don't think there's any thought process, any <clears throat> real thought process in there. And I mean, so there, was, and then- there was as far as crazy Sadie is concerned, but. And my thing is too, she had drugged TK and Carlos. She started drugging TK and Carlos before they even found out that she was the one that started the fire. So she had to have known that they were going to find something on that tape or whatever. Yeah, she knew Carlos was going to find it. She was just getting ahead of the game a little before he had a chance to tell Owen. I don't know if it's just because Carlos, you know, was drugged, but I loved the way that he was talking to her. Like he knew that she was crazy and he was like talking to her like a misbehaving child. Like, but Sadie, you had to know that you would have gotten hurt too. I think I think they were on to her, but they had to have the proof. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Owen knew. I think that he was completely in the dark, but I think that Carlos and TK had a little bit of an inkling. Because, I mean, even for her to come and stay with them, like, she's not that close to them. She's not close. She's not close to them at all. She's not that close to Owen. And for her to just take up the offer for them to live with her, and then the fact that Catherine was there, like, that kind of put her like I don't know if you guys saw her face or not but like her face when Catherine when she saw Catherine there too she was like who is this mm-hmm. and then the ending of uh Sadie after they arrested her 
And then oh they said God. they found her ex-husband's severed head in her freezer. Because She's a lot crazier than I thought. Because everything else that she did leading up to that point wasn't crazy enough. They had to right? throw the severed head in there. If, I feel I bad feel for really, her. Exactly. I felt so bad for Nancy this week. She was she got a a bad story this week. Yeah, but I kind of like seeing more of her too, because she's kind of been like a sideline character. Um, so seeing more of her, but she like royally messed up. Like I can totally see why that patient ended up suing her because didn't she admit that she saw she saw the bracelet and she yeah. did CPR anyway? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when she said that, I was like, Nancy, shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, she could. She should have just kept that to herself. because no. One I mean, she could have different. gotten away with it. Because, you know, this sister called. And I do agree. The sister should have told them that. Because she knew. Nancy saw it. I was honestly not on her side this week. I mean, I liked seeing more of her. And I was really sad that she was going to be fired and never rehired again. However... I was not on her side, and I do think she should have been reprimanded for it. When they said that um, she was suing the state, she was suing the city for a dollar, the state for a dollar, and then Nancy like had to lose her job. When they said it was only for a dollar, I spit my drink out, like literally all over the table, because I really didn't think that it was going to be like just for a dollar, like because obviously she was suffering. I mean, you could tell she was super, super sick. Well, people who sue for a dollar are the kinds of people who aren't looking for money they're looking to create policy change mm-hmm. so like i heard that i was like for one dollar i was like oh okay not bad and then they're like and they want to and they she wants nancy fired forever i'm like oh no 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 i don't like that <laughs> no 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 never mind no. i don't like that <laughs> tommy tommy um totally went to bat for her I mean they had the little dinner party if that's what you want to call it or whatever and she defended her wholeheartedly which I don't honestly like I don't think that Nancy deserved to be fired per se but I don't think that she deserved to be defended that way either like I think that that was her battle to fight that's just my opinion she didn't deserve to go without any consequences at all she should have been there should have been like a suspension or yeah mm-hmm. probation or something something that's what yeah. i was waiting for i was expecting her to be like suspended or something but yeah i mean i didn't like the patient you know the woman that was suing her but i do see where she was coming from with the lawsuit because you know the that's not okay people no it's not have, people have dnrs for a reason yeah it's it should be their choice and she, she doesn't have the right to take that choice away from them and you could tell she had put a lot of thought into the fact that she had the dnr too i mean like i said she was quite obviously suffering the her um her sister was just kind of being selfish and i think that nancy it seemed now you can correct me if i'm wrong didn't nancy have like a personal thing that she connected to with it and that's why she did what she did it like reminded her of her sister or something yeah I didn't remember that part, but. So, I mean, maybe we'll learn more about Nancy's past too. Maybe Nancy had a sister that went through this or, you know, something had to have happened if that, if that triggered her that way. Because I mean, as a, as an ambulance person, you can't like, 
you can't you can't be a zombie but you kind of have to put your emotions aside a little bit and the fact I mean Nancy's always been so composed and stuff and she's always been like a great worker so the fact that this got to her it had to have been something big yeah I hope she you know learns from this not to do that again (laughs) hey speaking of Nancy did they completely drop the whole Mateo thing because I thought that was going somewhere right like I'm mad that they even gave us that little tease of a handhold and a look between them and then nothing make better choices writers come on exactly if you need some help just call us what we're here for we've got great ideas that we know that you listen to of course you do because it's fandom family chat everybody listens to us and our producer is always right so i mean how can you possibly go wrong you've never been more right on a podcast ever <laughs> yes up. i don't like getting in trouble <laughs> i'm over here talking about severed heads and dead bodies and you're kissing words but <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to make up for the summer dead bodies. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> Someone needs to balance out all the craziness happening here. Well, you say they were twins. I guess I'm the evil one. <laughs> I am glad we got more Nancy this week, though. I'm hoping we get more of her continuing on because yeah, I liked I liked having a major storyline focused on her. We've been getting more and more of her this season even. So hopefully we continue to get more. I'm really hoping that we do like a background story on her because mm-hmm. the one thing that I love about the OG 911 that Lone Star doesn't have so much is the backstories for people. Mm-hmm. And I kind of miss that, to be honest. Like I like learning why they are the way that they are. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that just at the beginning of the season. I was like, why haven't they done any origin stories for anyone on Lone Star? Because, I I mean, we saw with Grace and Judd. A little bit of TK. We saw their backstory. We did see a little bit of TK, but I'd I'd love to see like Carlos's backstory and um, Mm -hmm. Tommy. I mean, we got a tiny bit of Tommy with Marjan, I mean like these people were in whole other fire stations in whole other states they have a I mean they have to have a story behind it I mean I don't know another idea for you guys come on <laughs> we're, I mean, practic- we're just spoon feeding this stuff out here for free yeah we're practically spoon feeding you all the answers just <laughs> you can do it we won't see Lone Star again for two weeks as well. The, the preview was really short on this one. But it looks like it's a very time-sensitive ins- ins- issue. Let me try English this time. Um, they talk about it being a combustible situation, which sounds, you know, scary. <laughs> lots of different things. Yeah literal or yeah I saw like there was like a woman trapped in a car and I just saw heard Owen screaming that it was combustible and they need to get her out very quickly what's interesting that it can blow up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. See, it was such a quick preview. I don't even remember the preview. I know. I like it. It literally was like a 10 second preview. And I'm like, yeah, I saw it. I need to watch this four more times just so I have something to talk about. All right, guys. So we have thoroughly discussed both 911 shows. I think we've, we haven't missed anything. Um, don't forget to check out our Facebook group. It's 911-911-Family um, Fan Club. Um, join the conversation there. We have fun games and things every day. Um, next week, we have Grey's Anatomy and Station 19 and also The Resident and This Is Us. So stay tuned for them as well. Bye. Bye. So if you guys want to find us on Facebook, all you have to do is search in Facebook for Family Fan Club. All 15, yeah, I said 15 of our groups are going to pop up for you. You want a specific group, you can always go check out our podcast pages. We will have our groups listed in there. And you can find us on any of our social media, which is Twitter and Instagram and TikTok as Fandom Family Chats. And we are constantly trying to get you fun content. Jeanette is our TikTok wizard trying to get you fun videos there. Usually has a lot of dudes on there. So there's a, you know, there's that for you. We have our Twitter and Instagram is not as active as we'd like it to be. And we're working on that. But still, if you have any questions for us, if you want to get involved with what we're doing, if you want to know more about what we do, or maybe some interviews we have coming down the pike, you can hit us up on any of those resources, or you can email us at familyfanclub2021 at gmail.com. We check that almost religiously. So reach out to us there, and we'll get back to you. Watch out for our website coming soon. We're going to have some merch available for you if you'd like to wear some of our show merchandise for family fan clubs and fandom family chats, as well as we're going to make some FFC merch for some of the shows we run, like Team Wolf. With Vampire Diaries. We're going to have some fun things for you there. So watch out for that. Keep an eye out for that. And uh, if you are able to, look at our YouTube page. Subscribe to that. And keep an eye on our on our Facebook page. We have Fandom Family Chats. We're going to make some announcements here in the near future about a big, 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 huge event we've got coming down the pike in June of 2023. So watch out for that. Get ready to listen to some crazy stuff next week again. And we'll see you real soon.